Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is Luke's Beatitudes. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Llewellyn. I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so we covered what most people think of as the Beatitudes a few weeks ago, but those were actually just the ones in the Gospel of Matthew, right? Mm-hmm. So surprise, there's some in Luke too. So let's start with where do they show up in Luke? So when you are thinking of the Beatitudes, like blessed are the meek, blessed are the poor in heart, those are the ones that are coming out of Matthew. Like Don said, you can go back to our previous podcast and give that a listen, learn a little bit more about those. And you can find those on Spotify or iTunes or our website. The ones we're going to talk about today, and oh, Matthew's Beatitudes show up in Matthew chapter 5. The ones we're talking about today show up in Luke chapter 6. So, There's a difference between our gospel writers. Matthew and Luke have a different flavor to how they approach things, the stories they tell. They tell the Jesus story. Don't get me wrong. They are both part of the synoptic gospels. So they tell the Jesus story in a similar fashion to one another. Mm -hmm. They kind of follow along what Mark did and supplement with a little bit more. And they each have their own flavor, chemistry, texture to them that on first initial read through, like as a first reader, you may not pick up. Over time and as you start digging into it and wrestling with it, you can start to pick up some of the subtle differences. Okay. So at first glance, looking at Matthew and Luke's Beatitudes, you're still going to see similar words. Looking at Luke's, we're starting at verse 20. Jesus lifted up his eyes to his disciples and says, Blessed are the poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep, for you will laugh. Sounding very similar. But even more similar to my ear when I think of what the Beatitudes are, blessed are the poor in spirit is not it. It's just blessed are the poor. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. And I was just referencing the English Standard Version. So as you think about different translations, of course, they're going to be slightly Slightly different different in different pieces. Again, if you want to learn a little bit more of translations of the Bible, we've got a podcast on that from years ago. I will link to that one as well on the page for this one. The point being that you get into these blessed are you who for and then some more information Mm -hmm. right the difference in luke and matthew beyond just well there's a lot (laughs) there's a lot of differences i believe that so one of the things that we should kind of take a bit of a look at is who the gospel writer is writing to okay Now, this is the gospel writer writing to and not whom Jesus is speaking to in the passage. That's the distinction I want to make. Yes, that matters Mm -hmm. because it's meta, right? It's a little meta to go above the narrative, above the story being told. But 
as ELCA Lutherans, we take in contextual criticism and historical criticism and literary criticism. We look at all that stuff Mm -hmm. to kind of take a bigger understanding of the literature. So when I look at the Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of Luke, I look at who the Gospel writers are typically writing to. The Gospel of Matthew, Matthew is writing to a primarily Hebrew audience, very concerned with individuals who are already familiar with the traditions, familiar with the stories. Luke is less concerned with that. Luke is more concerned with writing in a way that is inclusive of gender, uh, speaking to breaking down barriers between groups and where Matthew focuses on Jesus being the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. Okay. Luke is concerned with Jesus bringing the healing for the world. Okay. Luke is known as a physician and shows oftentimes this focus on how Jesus is the healer of the world. And so when we have these gospel writers kind of bringing these things forward, then we look at even their beatitudes, these sermons, and how they play out, where they play out, who they play out for, and then the context and what they're saying, and the flavor just kind of simmers in. It's like you can cook chicken in a hundred different ways, Mm -hmm. but how you spice it can make a vastly different dish. (laughs) Well, sure. And who you're cooking it for is vastly going to change how you make that chicken. Oh, absolutely. Right? But it's still chicken. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what's going on here. Like the base meal is the same, but the spices that are getting put in make it different. Or even you could say maybe they're both making fried chicken, but like... My mama's fried chicken is completely different than Kentucky fried chicken, Mm -hmm. right? Still the same kind of meal, but they're really different. So with Luke, when we get these beatitudes, not only do you get these blessings, but then Jesus turns it and starts with the woes. Okay. This is something that's not in Matthew. Jesus goes on to say, woe to you who are rich. Woe to you who are full now. Woe to you who are laughing now. Woe to you when all speak well of you. And gives cautions. Luke brings this leveling of community. Mm -hmm. And you even get to see it by where these sermons are being told. Matthew's great sermon for Jesus is set on a mountain. Luke's great sermon to the people where the Beatitudes are is on a plain. Matthew, it's questionable who is being told the information, but primarily it's to the followers of Jesus, the disciples. Luke, Jesus is talking to the people. All the people who have gathered around, everyone in the crowd who are coming to be healed, Jesus is speaking to and preaches to the disciples, but all the people who are there to be healed are right there on the plane with them. Mm -hmm. 
hearing these words of blessings and woes. And the word is just flying out around the plane among all the people. So I know how you feel about Matthew's Beatitudes because we talked about how they are hard to unpack and preach on a Sunday Mm -hmm. morning. How do you feel then about the woes? (sighs) Yeah, these are another one that's a challenge, right? There's so much in here. I think in some way there's a little less challenge. I mean, you can, not a little less challenge. It's still hard to preach this, but these are a little less familiar for folks. Okay. Because we do hear Matthew's Beatitudes so much. And Luke's are also more succinct. Luke's are four verses. And all together, it's verses 20 to 26. So it's six verses in total. It's compact. It's compact. Three about the blessings, three about the woes. And so it's easy to kind of, not easy, but easier to start unpacking each little section. Mm Mm-hmm. And take a bit of a look at it. And in some ways, they parallel one another. You have a blessed are you who are poor for yours is the kingdom of heaven. Woe to you who are rich for you have received your consolation. So you can take a look and you can look at how they parallel one another. And then you can begin to ponder, well, where where does this leave me? And how do I want to react in the world? But it's not a concept like blessed are the poor in spirit. It's not kind of esoteric Mm -hmm. conceptualizing in the way that Matthew does. Luke is really talking about blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. This isn't an odd concept. This is about people who are hungry bellies that need to be filled and concrete, tangible ideas about how to react and interact within the kingdom of God, tangible ideas about what brings healing within community. When we hoard resources or when we share resources, when we allow our community to have members who starve, when we eat ourselves into gluttony, Right, Luke is calling us to recognize that Jesus pulls us out of our own self-indulgence and into community care. Do you think it's purely about recognizing that in yourself, or is there an element of this is how you can help resolve this inequity? Does that question make sense? It does make sense. I think it's also that pull to being a follower of Jesus— that this is how we create the kingdom. Okay. This is how we bring healing in the world. This is how we move forward in the way of Jesus. Luke is also the writer of the book of Acts. And so when we think about the whole story that we get between the gospel of Luke and the book of Acts, we get this story of the life of Jesus and then the start of the church. And we see how the beginning of the followers of the way begin to build the church and spread the message and live the faith and share all they have with one another and begin living out the faith within the world. And I think that if we pair those two up, right, we have here in chapter six, these foundational concepts of what it's going to mean that 
by the time we get to our deacon, who is our first martyr in the book of Acts, who is feeding people and making certain that people have enough, right? These stories make sense. It's one cohesive whole. The foundation being in the words of Jesus found here in the gospel. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever preached on Luke's Beatitudes, but would it be something that you would try to tackle all at once or would you parse it out and just pick one of the things? Probably depends on context of the week. Sure. I mean, that's always the challenge when you try to come up with what to say on a Sunday is you know, what's happening in the given week, what's happening in the given time. In the last 48 hours in our timeline here in February of 2023, we have had so much breaking news and tragedy and sadness to try again to comprehend. And people could probably Google this timeline and find enough tragedies to be like, oh, which one? Mm -hmm. Right. So every week as a preacher, you're deciding how much of this do I bring into the pulpit? How much of last week's earthquake in Turkey and Syria do I bring into the sermon? How much of the train derailing in Ohio do I bring into the sermon? How much of the loss of trans lives do I bring into a sermon? How much of the fight for rights Mm -hmm. for queer people, right? Like every single week we have these things. This week we need to add again gun violence and places of academia. So it really depends on your community and how much you add in. That old saying of preach with the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other, Mm -hmm. right? I would say that there are certainly times where you could focus only on half of a verse. Mm -hmm. Blessed are you who weep now for you will laugh. And you could sit in that half of a verse for an entire sermon, depending upon where you are located, what has happened within your community and what word they need to hear. Or you could sit in woe to you who are laughing now for you will mourn and weep. And you never know. Mm -hmm. You just never know. Do you think they're even helpful these days? Or are they a little too trite, for lack of a better word? Yeah. I mean, the danger is using them as Bible bullets. Sure. Well, that's the the danger with anything, really. (laughs) Right? It's the danger of compacting the word into such a dense and tiny little package that's absent. It's right there, right? Blessed are those who are poor. And woe to you who is rich. Right. But to pack that down into one little thing and to lob it at one another, looking to cause harm to one another, Mm -hmm. is to use it as a Bible bullet intending to cause harm to a fellow sibling in Christ. That's not helpful. If we look at it within a full context and say, what then comes after this is love for enemies. Like it goes directly from the section in the Sermon on the Plain directly into how to, in the Gospel of Luke, how to engage in deeply subversive, non-violent practices of resistance. 
and how to engage that in a way because out of love for your enemy, systems have to change. Broken systems must be changed. And we do that through subversive, nonviolent resistance. And on the Sermon on the Plain, we get that from Jesus. We get instruction on how to do that, right? If you take completely out of context and you just lob this at each other, you're not going to get to where you say, look, the point of this is to love each other so much that we find a way to change the system that is breaking all of us, that we find a way to resist systems of empire and systems of capitalism and systems that will pull us from recognizing the divine in one another enough that we can find the way into the kingdom of God. And it's a lot harder. It takes more time to look at it as a cohesive whole. Mm -hmm. Let's take one more quick look at the differences between the two, just from like a purely number standpoint. How many does the Matthew text have versus how many the little Luke text has? So Matthew's Beatitudes have nine different individuals who are being blessed and possibly a 10-ish, depending upon how you read it, Uh versus Luke's that have the three, four-ish, depending upon how you look at it. Do you see the woes as filling in the extra ones from Matthew, or are they just completely different? It's completely different. There are no woes in Matthew. Now, this is where I'm fascinated by the different Gospels, because it's somebody telling a big sermon that Jesus gave at some Mm -hmm. point in his ministry, but somebody saw this and somebody saw this. Mm -hmm. And it's really close, but they're very different, and I find that Mm -hmm. fascinating. Well, and what's interesting about this is that we don't have this in Mark. Mm -hmm. So this is coming from what we call, what scholars call the Q source, which is this additional source that we know that Matthew and Luke both had because they match up so much, Mm -hmm. but Mark didn't have because Matthew and Luke were written geographically in very different regions. Okay. Although they were written in somewhat the same time period, they're geographically from very different areas. And so we know there is another source out there that we don't have, that Mark didn't have, that Matthew and Luke did. And scholars call this source the Q source. Mm -hmm. And how they used the Q source between the two is always fascinating to compare. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and I think a lot of it has to do, as we talked earlier, with who they were writing for, right? Mm -hmm. That's going to flavor a lot. It really is. Because how you flavor a meal for specific family members, you know what they like. Mm -hmm. You know what you're trying to get across. Was this something you delved into at all in seminary? No. Really? I didn't even really pick up the difference between mount and plain until I was doing my doctoral work. Oh, that's wild to me. They seem like such a cornerstone of at least what popular understanding of faith is. Yeah. (laughs) It seems like it would have been covered more, but I guess not. No. And I didn't catch the semiotic, the symbolic understanding of what it would be to have such a difference between a mountain and a plain. Mm-hmm. And it really changed my fundamental understanding of the Gospels of Matthew and Luke. 
mm-hmm. when I started looking at that kind of a piece. So that right there, that could be a topic for another day. It could be. And that's also going to lead me to my last question. So brass tacks, which ones yep. do you like more? Do you like <laughs> Matthews more? Do you like Luke's more? <laughs> I have to say, I, at this point in time in my life, I, I like Luke's more. I like Luke's more because I like the setting of Luke's more. Mm-hmm. And I resonate with the setting of Luke's more. And so that is why I find myself pulled a little more towards Luke's gospel right now. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about Luke's Beatitudes. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And thank you all for listening along. You can find us and more of our talking on topics just like this on iTunes or Spotify or our website at centralportland.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach out to us at podcast at centralportland.org. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.